And the bird's back. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Get out of here. He's been gone all day, dude. I don't know what the deal is. It's DTS 116, and the raid has already been three-manned. It was an awesome Rise of Iron launch week. We're here to give you the details on what is next. Listening to Destiny the Show. What's good, everybody? It's BBK Dragoon. Welcome to Destiny the Show, number 116, the Destiny News Podcast to keep you, the Guardian, ahead of the curve. Diddy, my awesome co-host, is here after a full week of streaming. What's up, dude? How was the week? The week was awesome. I love this expansion. It is so much fun. I cannot wait to talk about the experiences that uh, I shared with everybody over on our Twitch channel. Yeah, you went hard. Full five days a week, seven hours a day, eight hours a day, streaming it up deep. Thanks to all the viewers that hopped out there. Anybody who was talking in Discord chat or talking in the Twitch chat. Really fun week, dude. What was your favorite part? Probably the raid. Yeah, dropping down into the raid was great. Uh, also being one of the first people to get the full set of Iron Lord armor with the ornaments. Yes, I did use some real life money to acquire those, but I believe it was worth it. And I used that armor in the raid. That was my intention. Uh, everything except the class item, I guess, because level 16 record book is hard to get in the first week. Um, but other than that, Dropping in the raid first, having those first set of eyes, first fresh set of eyes on um, the new raid content was really, really awesome. Very good. You know, there's so much that happened this last week. We'll catch everybody up on some of the info. What's coming next down the pipeline, getting geared up. The first half of today's show is not going to contain spoilers or maybe only minor spoilers. But in the second half, when we talk about our experience, the raid will be talked about. This is a news podcast, so we will warn you when some spoilers are coming up. If you haven't completed the raid and you want nothing to know about it, nothing to hear, then we'll let you know at that time. Diddy, why don't we hop into the news? News! All right, so the raid came and went, and there was always going to be a world first, wasn't there, Diddy? <laughs> yes, congratulations, Tifu and his crew. They are... Redeem. Flesh Crunch, PVT Nuclear... Modern Tryhard, Magnetic Rubber, Sneed, and Error. Yes, of Clan Redeem. Error, I guess. Yes. And those guys wrapped it up in about two hours, right? Yeah, about that. And then we were pretty surprised. But, you know, this is a, this is a shorter and a little bit easier raid than King's Fall. So that's uh, kind of expected at this point. People are seasoned raiders and PvE grinders and clan mates at this point. Um, if you're comfortable with your fire team, you're going to be uh, breezing through new content. Like I that. loved this raid. And anybody who's like, two hours, really? Yeah, this is a little bit different raid than King's Fall. And I bet you your first time through the raid, it's going to take longer than two hours. So don't don't fret. Aside from that, I was watching Gathalian's stream. They were so close to world first again on the final encounter. They got the boss down really low. 
but then wiped and for like the next hour and a half it just fell apart and that last fight man tripped hmm. up a ton of teams so it was pretty cool to see the world first going down that quickly what did you think just about the pacing of the raid could you compare it to the three raids we've done previously which one is it most like um honestly i'm gonna say it's i'm gonna get oh man it's gonna throw a lot of people off i'm gonna say crota's end because there's a lot of action not in terms of length or cheesiness it's it's there's just so much action you're thrown straight into some fights there and when they said that the theme of this raid is collision that is very apparent because it is pedal to the metal right off the gate Mm -hmm. Speaking of pedal to the metal, within the first 24 hours, the legendary person himself, SC Slayerage, three-manned Wrath of the Machine, dude. Absolutely insane. If you have seen some of the footage of how it's done, it's unbelievable. There are tons of raid teams who are still struggling just to beat the last boss, let alone <laughs> three-man the raids. So, Diddy, what do you think about this? It's It's crazy. This is actually really ridiculous, but we knew it was coming at some point. And these guys, let's put it in perspective. You know, the raid, the final boss encounters around 380 light. Okay. I think we should have that expectation. The And Bungie has said themselves, you can over level for this raid. These three guys were absolutely over leveled for this raid. So they were not losing any DPS. They were, they are speedrunners right these were some of the guys first guys to solo crota's end and we didn't think that would even be possible and they've also two-manned vault of glass they've climbed out of the vault various parts with of vault the of relic glass. not the full thing you know, the parts glass. they can yeah and i think it would have been a, it would be expected from these guys to be the first ones to pull this kind of thing off but in the first day that's still very impressive. And for those of you who think, oh man, it's going to be way too easy. No, these guys are the top 0.001% of Destiny PV ears. They are really, really good at what Incredibly they Incredibly knowledgeable, creative. The strategies that were used are just ridiculous. And- yeah, we saw some clips of one of the fights. And I'm just like, what? He just did that? Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. In the last 24 hours, this is being recorded on Sunday, the 25th, Slayerage and Epic Cookies two manned the Death Zamboni bit. And you have to watch the clip. We'll include it in our show Mm -hmm. notes on destinytheshow.com. It is the most creative thing ever, dude. I would have (laughs) never thought, because it's just hard. That part of the raid is hard even with six people. So to do it with two, oh, so cool. This is. One of the coolest part (laughs) of Destiny, this community right here who figure out how to break the raid in ways the designers probably never even figured was possible. Yep, exactly. I think when Bungie sees that clip, they're going to be like, oh, huh, okay. Kind of like they did with the the one bubble strap with Golgoroth and King's Law. And there's still a lot of puzzles yet to be solved with Wrath of the Machine, which we'll talk about in the spoiler, spoiler section later on in the show. I want to hop into the weekly update from Bungie. Not a whole lot there since everybody's grinding away at Rise of Iron. We did get a raid trailer. Hype as always. Got everybody frothing at the mouth for the next morning. But there are a couple of things going unintended with Rise of Iron. And I'm going to talk about that here for a second. Starting with Destiny the Collection. They are working with the platform partners. That would be Xbox and Sony. 
because they have an issue that was preventing some players from being able to purchase Destiny, the collection upgrade. And that is the collection, $60 on Amazon, Vanilla, Dark Below, House of Wolves, The Taken King, and Rise of Iron all together in one little package. If you're still having issues, go to the weekly update and you can report those problems on Bungie's help page. Spike grenades. Bungie says they're investigating player reports that describe the void spike grenade as inconsistently applying damage when attached to some surfaces. The Abomination Heist strike rewards are currently dropping rewards below intended light. They are investigating that. The Abomination Heist, Diddy, is the updated Fogoth strike, correct? That is correct, yes. Very good. There is a waypoint over the tower in the director. Players who have unlocked the thorn from year one will see a waypoint above the tower when in orbit. And upon landing in the tower, the waypoint will disappear. They're working on fixing that. And Rise of Iron Grimoire. Players may lose Grimoire cards earned in Destiny Rise of Iron if the character on which the card was earned is deleted. As always, please exercise caution when deleting characters or dismantling gear. So hold off on killing a character, guys. Just just wait till this bug is solved. <laughs> Those seem to be the main issues. I think there's a couple more that aren't listed in this thread. Did, he, did you bump into anything nasty this week? And bug-wise? Yeah. Um... No, not really, other than getting kicked from the final raid encounter due to network issues twice. Uh, that was kind of really annoying, but nothing on the lines like this. Mm -mm. Nothing too terrible. So it actually went fairly smooth compared to when 2.4 went live last week, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And aside from the downtime as soon as Rise of Iron launched uh, for the servers that couple hours before or right as the, they flipped the switch, other than that, I would say this was a successful launch week um, in terms of how the game played and how it was experienced. Awesome. Before we touch on our experiences this last week, what is next for Rise of Iron? If you're a player who's looking to try and get up to 365, Diddy and I wanted to just briefly touch on the gearing process, as well as when Iron Banner is returning, when Trials is coming back, when we're going to be getting some of the new Festival of the Lost event. So Diddy, if, if I'm trying to gear up to 365, which is a good starting point for the raid, which ended up being 370 light, so your DTS prediction beat my <laughs> DTS prediction, bro. Yeah, my original one. I did backpedal a little bit, but turns out I was right. Just going to trust my gut from now on. Um, but to get to 365 light, that's what I was when I started the raid, and I felt okay, you know. I felt it was uh, good good enough. <laughs> um Heroics, heroic strikes using three of coins, and basically what I did personally was I ran the Sepix Perfected Strike. You can actually select this from the director and change the difficulty to the 320 light option, and the the gear that drops from the boss Sepix Perfected at the end is still going to be on along the same lines as the heroic gear so that's how i actually i did that strike over and over and over again and i was constantly leveling up i went from level 360 in the morning of wednesday or thursday and i went up to 365 in just about two or three hours mm -hmm. so that sepix strike if you get it an encrypted engram it's going to always decrypt to 340 the encrypted blues will never decrypt above 340 unless they magically turn into a legendary, right? Right. 
Okay. Right. And this is the gear that's dropping from the boss specifically. Mm -hmm. So like if I get a weapon, a blue weapon from Sepix, it's almost always going to be an upgrade. That's why this process yep. of running this strike over and over still works. We'll wait and see if Bungie patches this out. A lot of people were running this. Three of coins, buy them, use them. You can use them at the end games of PvP activities. You can use them in their heroics. You can also use them on the last story mission. There is an exotic farming method that you can check out over on More Consoles channel. I won't go into detail because I'm just about positive that it's going to get patched out here by the time <laughs> you're listening to it. And I did it actually a little bit for about an hour, spent probably 50 strange coins, and it did work. Or excuse me, uh, three of coins. I, it did work, man. I think I got five exotics and a legendary from it. So well, it was a That's lot of good. coins. You get a boatload of glimmer from doing it that way. Yeah. And here's the thing. If you hit 365 and you're wondering how to get higher, hold on to those exotic engrams because those things are going to be decrypting higher than 365. The heroic strikes that gear will drop up to 365 light. Yes, so past 365, it's faction rank up packages, legendary engrams, exotic engrams. Getting an artifact is one of the harder parts of gearing up in this expansion. Using those skeleton keys on the treasures after the strike completes, you will have a chance for artifacts to drop from those chests. That's probably your easiest way. I think Eris Morn rank up packages have a chance of an artifact but mm -hmm. the main success yes. i've had is from using my skeleton keys which are fairly rare i think i only got three this week on those treasure yeah. <laughs> things after the strikes yeah i would say the skeleton keys are uh, a little bit less reliable than eris rank up packages because um, eris morn is treated as a faction or vendor um, rank up package so that's going to be decrypted uh, or get you that gear that's higher than 365. i know a lot of people who are at the max light level they can be because their artifact is still 363, something like that. It's just like, oh, I need the artifact to get higher. That was actually my last one that I needed, and I got really, really lucky. I decrypted uh, a blue engram. It turned into a legendary artifact that was over 365. I was like, yes, and that was Very awesome. good. Clutch. Well, why don't we talk about our experiences this last week? Salvaged relic data is now decrypted, not of consequence. Evening, Guardian. Earn your honor, Guardian. Titan survey data requested by Vanguard. So, Diddy, let's go through our highlight experiences from this last week. I want to open up with the artwork. The artwork is superb. Absolutely some of the best art I've ever seen in a game, especially the raid. By the way, we're entering the spoilers portion of the show. You can either <laughs> leave now or hear a little bit about the raid encounters. But Diddy, going into that final part of the raid, when you enter the giant thing. Yeah, walking down that ramp or stairs, whatever you want to call it, and it's just like, dang, this is intense. Because it really gives you a sense of mystery, and it's almost fearful, because you're like, what am I walking into? What is on the other side of that wall? And it's just this massive boss right in front of you. And it's just, it's just mind blowing. Breathtaking. It it's awesome. There's so much potential with the SIVA. Like that actual element of like digital zombies reminded me of the flood. <laughs> but the artwork of them just consuming the land and consuming these enemies. I hope that we didn't defeat SIVA. 
at the end of the raid. I hope that SIVA has now been released and somehow spread elsewhere in the galaxy because it really did bring into the game, especially that final mission, a real sense of fear. Real, like when you look at the the old armor sets that have been just mutated by SIVA, mm -hmm. it was scary. And if you actually <laughs> saw the screenshot of what Yolder's face looks like, it's disturbing, <laughs> dude. Something out of a horror game. And yeah, SIVA, we don't really know what it is still you know what exactly is siva doing here or anywhere it's it's one it's it opens up so much possibilities with rasputin with obviously the fallen with anything now that we have lord saladin in the flesh you know he's he's spoken to us and that we've opened this we've become new iron lords makes you wonder what's going to happen next and I'm, I'm really excited to see what they do with what we've added in destiny year one into destiny two destiny three anything in the future bungie shout out for adding the top of the mountain jump puzzle <laughs> this was fantastic there is a jump puzzle in the new social space it's not too difficult to figure out but it's kind of challenging to execute and it's a long sustained set of difficult jumps. And if you get to the top, there's a SIVA fragment up there and a gorgeous view. Man. People have been getting higher than where you get the SIVA fragment. Really? See, yeah. I questioned <laughs> Sassy if you could go. It looked like there was a route. Can you get to the very tip top, Diddy? I haven't seen it done. I've only heard about it. Um, oh, it's a legend. So say. It's, it's a legend. Legends say you can get higher on Fell Winter Peak. If you guys haven't taken the time to do that, absolutely work on the top of the mountain SIVA fragment because that was just such a cool moment when I'm up there with four pineapple boy friends <laughs> just looking out going, man, it's been two years. This game is pretty epic. What did you think about the record book, man? I loved it. I love the record book. It is so great. It's one of the first things that I did. I did like all of Tuesday and Wednesday. I was just grinding the record book. I'm like, I suppose... Talking to my fire team, I'm like, guys, I need to do this. They're like, why? For the record book. Like, why do you want to grind the record book right now? We need to grind for the raid. And I'm like, no, dude, I want the armor. I want the armor. I want to get it. <laughs> and because the record book is tangible rewards. I see when I get it and how to get it. And I see what I get. That is amazing to me. You know, I saw the Iron Lord gear. I'm like, yes. This is the best. I want to look like they did in the trailers, and I did, and I'm so happy I did it because I was one of the first people to get the full set of Iron Lord stuff with the ornaments. Um, Destiny Tracker tweeted me out. Thank you so much for that, and it looks amazing, and it's actually got some pretty good stat rolls on it, too. I looked at the, the percentages in DIM. The intellect, strength, and discipline stats are all in the 90s, so it's actually a... Uh, worthwhile to get that uh, tier 11 tier 12 if you're that kind of end game um, grinder stuff like that but i think having the tangible rewards visible to you it's like okay this is how you do it this is what you get and this is when you get it i love that with a wide variety of activities too we've talked here on the show so much about wanting rewards for players who do a hundred percent who do achievements, who complete things, who really put a lot of time having a complete wrapped up experience with one of these new expansions, and they successfully did it. When you get the 100% record book completion and you get that emblem, whenever a player sees that emblem, <laughs> they're going to go, that guy 100%ed the Rise of Ryan record book. 
That is the exact type of reward and end game system I want to see in Destiny, and I want to see more of it. They've hit the nail on the head, I think, with the record book, because I was disappointed with the length of the story. I felt like a few of the missions were standout, and a couple of the missions were just like very low effort. But you and I both know Endgame Destiny is where it's at, but there's plenty of more casual Destiny players who are just interested in completing the story, not interested in the raid, and they see how awesome the last mission is, or they see how awesome the mission is where you take down the turrets, and they go, why can't I have a 15-hour campaign of that Bungie? Mm -hmm. And I'm actually in that boat. I want a more lengthy, robust story, but the record book really makes the experience what it is. It, it salvages that element or that side of the expansion to me because if somebody comes and says, yeah, dude, I'm done with Rise of Iron. It only took two hours to beat all the story missions. It's like, no, the record book and the activities to complete in there, the achievements, the gear that you unlock, it's all a fantastic way to lengthen your experience. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah, exactly. And like you said, I love how it spans all of the content there's a page for patrol which blows my mind i did more patrol this week than i have in the last five or six months of destiny totally the new quest for the yallerhorn yallerhorn sorry thorn quest the kvostov quest are all awesome i completed the yallerhorn quest i'm almost done with kvostov and i'm also almost done with the thorn quest line the end of the yallerhorn quest was just so cool <laughs> did he, i think we we really have to rush into the raid because we only have you know 10 minutes left of the show you went into the raid and got all the way until the final encounter. I was able to go into the raid and get to the final encounter a few days later. So I'm excited to talk about this with you. From the raid experience, walk me through the highlights and, and really from the start to the end. Um, I, I did raid with the Pineapple Boys. So shout outs to Sassy, Zero Zebra, um, Aura, oh God, Azure, Azure and Cat. Catstash. And we, they did awesome. Um, Sassy did had to do some real life things uh, after a couple hours of the final encounter. So shout outs to Rippin from Destiny Tracker for jumping in. He did not have to because he had already beaten the raid, but he jumped in to try and help us out beat that final encounter. Uh, he, he did. He hung in there for a couple hours. That was awesome. So shout out to him. I think we did awesome, to be honest. You know, going into the raid the first time and figuring out the mechanics for yourself is always going to be a challenge and i think the pace at which we held was very good um i was very impressed with how quickly we beat the first encounter you know yeah. we 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 jumped into the room we saw the voltage meters we we stacked them we discharged them within two minutes and i'm like do the do the voltage uh, um, can i hop in here real yeah, quick because i, I want to just shout out the beginning of the raid part their designers are so cool in the way that they teach <laughs> you the mechanics of the raid as you go through it so it all culminates in the final fight and mm -hmm. you have to use elements and mechanics that you learned along the way and execute them very tightly in that final fight i just think it's so cool when you're throwing the balls in the first zone you're standing in the, the right place at the right time it's like this is smart and the jump puzzles weren't crazy difficult yeah so i thought we had some pretty good pace after the final boss the jump puzzle was really straightforward to be honest it, there wasn't any trick routes you know that first one anyways um and we all just breezed through that and then as we're coming up the ramp we're like oh my god this is the death zamboni oh my god he's right above us and then when we turned around it's like oh that part the death zamboni baffled us we went for a good probably this is really embarrassing we went for a good five to ten minutes in that encounter without actually shooting the death zamboni <laughs> 
And that doesn't make sense because in a shooter, what are you supposed to do first to figure something out? You shoot it. Oh, you shoot it, bro. You like you totally shoot it. <laughs> you see a glowing box. You're going to shoot it to see if it explodes. Shoot the barrel. Yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of super embarrassing. But once we figured that part out, we're like, okay, yeah, we got to fix it. This is kind of jumping ahead a little bit. But I really like the fact that the Death Zamboni was primarily dregs that type of enemy and then the final boss mm -hmm. encounter i'm just i uh, know i'm jumping ahead here was all shanks you know i really actually like that because it doesn't doesn't make it so difficult that you actually get to focus on what the actual mechanic is and the the ads are just annoying little things like they're supposed to be it's not like you have yellow bark captains jumping at you at the very beginning of the death Zamboni to slow you down it's actually the trash mobs don't compromise yeah. the experience that yes of the exactly. mechanics thank yeah. you and i love that because it helps you figure out what you're supposed to do and it helps make the experience a little bit easier and less frustrating i really i gotta bring that. something up that cat stash will be mad if i don't there is a short cut scene in the raid i think it's the first time we've legit had a cut scene <laughs> in a raid and yes. it's when the zamboni is all starting up it's like all right very cool i feel like this raid as a whole is way more approachable on a weekly time schedule for somebody like me who's a more casual mm -hmm. pve player yeah but yet isn't so short that it's going to end up being crota's end i still see this being an hour and a half to two hour long raid with an average fire team you know yeah i was just about to say with the world's first being around two hours that's going to mean like in a month or so we're going to have this close to an hour with with your above average but with like you said with your average fire team if you're lfging this excuse me if you're lfging this raid one and a half hours two hours and it's way easier than king's fall it's nice to have a, a raid that's kind of like crota's end it's really fast it's easy to do but it's also nice to have the behemoth that was king's fall and wrath of the machine slots in nicely as something i told you before the show i'm gonna do this every single week whereas <laughs> king's fall no i don't have a lot of kf completions I, like, no, i'm gonna go play pvp guys have fun you know yeah i really like this i do want to highlight one thing uh, with the death zamboni fight before we move on from that aura saved us <laughs> did he really yeah because we we had like we had two of the pieces in there and aura it was like three seconds left and the screen was white we will highlight this on our twitch page the screen was white aura held the x button placed it and completed the encounter with literally a second left it was so great well let's talk about what's next if you if you've closed out the experience of the raid and we've talked about this expansion i i really like rise of iron so far the true test for me is how enticing is endgame going to be to do on a weekly basis in year one I did Nightfall on all three characters every week, and I also did the Heroic on all three characters every week so that I could get my coins, and I had a chance to try and get a Gallarhorn or some of the cool exotics like an Icebreaker. There was a lot of endgame gear in year one that I wanted, and in year two, I don't think that was as much the case. Outside of the timed daily missions, I didn't find the raid to be something I wanted to run every single week because the rewards didn't seem that outrageously cool to me. Same thing with Nightfalls in year two. I'm really hopeful and optimistic that in year three, there's enough enjoyment that we continue doing that cycle. Does that make sense? I know it's kind of yeah. abstract. Yeah, absolutely. Plus, we have Festival of the Lost coming up. Is that October or November? I think it's Halloween, so October okay. 31st, or that week, 
I guess. I'm sure we've talked about the date before on the show, but we do know Sparrow Racing League is coming back in December, and it's going to be more than just racing. It's going to be a larger event that encompasses quite a bit more. The mm-hmm. live team has learned. We've had something like the April update before. Can we expect that or maybe another expansion in the spring prior to Destiny 2? I would really hope it's another expansion because let's think about this. Rise of Iron started in January and was playable by the summer and was released to us nine months after Is September summer? Uh, I would say it's the end of summer and the beginning of fall. You're probably I think right. I think like it's the that fall solstice just happened. So Yeah. Okay. So I think... I, th- I really hope it's another expansion. Maybe if it's not as big as Rise of Iron, if it had maybe a story mission or two and a quest line and raid. then a raid. 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 Obviously, Don't make we us go raid. another year without a raid. The this return is your best of content. Siva. <laughs> the return of Revenging Siva. Dude, on Twitch, Destiny was the number one watched game that day. Yeah, it was right there on the League top of, of the channels. Gathalian had 61,000 concurrence in the final fight. It is outstanding. The raid content is so good that it attracts attention far beyond just the Destiny community. So please, not mm-hmm. another whole year <laughs> without a raid, guys. This is your best content, in my opinion. I love it to death. So yeah. please, realistically, I think we can expect something along the lines of um, an April update that would bring us the raids, the old raids. They, uh, they they've yeah. teased. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we want to give people a reason to go back to do the raids, you know, lore-wise, and not just, oh, because our players want to do it. That's not really the best reason for them. You know, they want a lore reason to go back to the Vault of Glass. They kind of did with the No Time to Explain by beating Atheon. Something like that. I think we can expect that. Um, Sparrow Racing League, they haven't given us an exact date yet, but they did say it's going to last a little bit longer than a week, and it's going to have more content than it did previously so not just two racetracks for sparrow racing you know it's gonna have more things to do i think that is awesome and they said we're not done with year three after sparrow racing league we're gonna have more content and i think hoping it's gonna be the old raids i think we'll get old raids just as a standalone live event i believe before destiny 2 fall 2017 ish that we're going to have another set of maybe a Cabal or diving into the Vex a bit more. Probably Cabal. That makes sense to me. I mean, there's still a lot of year one content, and we don't know how that's going to transition into year three. And when I say that, I'm talking about look at the Lighthouse. You can definitely tell that area was created for something more than just house the rewards for Trials of Osiris. Mm -hmm. Speaking of Trials, Diddy, when is that returning for PvP players? This weekend, September 30th. Very good. And the next Iron Banner, the time frame of it will be announced this week. So probably this Thursday, Bungie is going to let us know when the next Iron Banner is coming back. It's going to be the new and improved Iron Banner. It's going to operate differently. I'm super excited. It's probably coming next week-ish. Like, if you're listening to it, watch for the weekly update because I bet sometime in the next two weeks, the next Iron Banner is on its way. I think it's going to be the uh, second or third week of October is when we should expect it. And that would time out nicely because Festival of the Lost being end of October or early November-ish. Maybe, maybe. Dude, what an awesome week. I had a blast. Do you think timed exotics are coming back? Like the daily missions from last year? Speaking specifically of like a spindle? Yeah, I think uh, I think we can expect that. So every daily mission that is one of the Rise of Iron story missions, definitely be looking out for those alternate routes and different things to do there because... 
obviously those were a huge success <laughs> when they first figured out the black spindle they're like oh my god this is awesome it was so cool and dude. they were, they were really that happy was so when they cool. found that so that was because when they do something like that they're like if we turn it on they might not find it but never underestimate the destiny community they're gonna do something they've two-manned the death zamboni in the first week they're they're gonna do something awesome <laughs> I can't even imagine it, but I feel like one day Slayer is just going to solo that thing. Or, or maybe even the final fight. I don't know. I don't know. You, Diddy, anything is possible in this community. <laughs> it's been a fantastic week. Where can people find your content? Twitter.com slash Diddy, DTS, D-I-T-T-Y, DTS, and YouTube.com slash Wooshness, W-O-O-O-S-H-N-E-S-S. Remember, guys, to hop into our Discord. It is discord.me slash destiny the show. Over 800 members, right, Diddy? Yeah. Uh, I checked this morning. It's about 825, I think. Something like that. We are planning private game nights. We are also planning raid nights. Diddy and I have to work out the specifics on that, mm -hmm. and we'll tell you in a week or two what our decision is there. You can follow us on Twitter at destiny the show. Remember to check out our friends over at destinytracker.com. Yeah, I've been hyping up a feature that's coming to the site. I spoke with Rippin from Destiny Tracker earlier today. I can't give an exact date, neither can he, but it's soon. It's very soon that they've got something really cool coming to the forefront and working with some pretty big players. You can go to our website, destinytheshow.com, for all the links from today and more, and you can follow me on YouTube and Twitter, at BBKDragoon. Thanks, everybody. Have a fantastic week. Good luck in the raid, and hopefully you get to go to the lighthouse. We'll see you next time. Thank you.